Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hey, I'm Chuck Lawless, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Pastor Matters. I'm excited today because I want you to learn about opportunities. Pastors, I want you to know how you might connect with Southeastern Seminary, how we might assist you in raising up another generation of leaders of God's church, how we might walk alongside you. So today I'm joined by Chris Thompson, who is the Associate Vice President of Academic Administration here at Southeastern, and by Dr. Bo Landers, who is the Director of Distance Learning in the Equip Network here at Southeastern. Chris, it's good to have you today. It's good to be here. It's an honor to be here. Are you doing well today? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about all the ways that we can serve churches and pastors. That's really your heart, isn't it? It is my heart. That is true. All right, hang with us. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Bo, good to have you. Oh, glad to be here. Chris, tell us your role here at Southeastern. Yeah, I serve in a, an administrative role where I oversee um, 10 different offices, administrative offices, uh, everything from distance learning and equip, uh, which Bo leads, um, as well as registers always in, in other offices. And so sometimes uh, people will ask me and say, how do all these things fit together? Uh, they fit together under one mission, uh, which is for us is to equip students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. Did you say 10 offices? 10 offices. You're busy. I'm busy, uh, and I love each one of them. Um, it really is, it just flows out of just a, a stewardship. I can't believe the Lord has entrusted those offices to me. And so um, every morning I wake up and I just can't believe I get to do this. It's, it really, truly is an honor. You worked here at Southeastern a number of years ago, then left to work in publishing for a little bit, and then you came back here. Tell us why you came back here. Why are you here today? Yeah. Um, so I came back in 2019. Uh, so I worked in professional publishing for five years. Uh, it was during that time that I had a mentor in my life uh, who was a businessman. I went to the church that we went to. In fact, the senior pastor was the one who said, you need to go to lunch with this guy and he's going to share with you uh, just kind of some different things that's going to help you. Because he saw there was a lot of opportunities and he even told me, he said, you need to know what to say yes to. And he goes, you don't know what to say no to. And so he uh, encouraged me to write my own personal mission statement. At first, I was like, I, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a business. I don't have a mission statement. And he worked with me as I crafted a personal mission statement. And my personal mission statement is to equip global leaders and learners who help others know, believe, and rest in the gospel. Um, I didn't know it, but when Southeastern called me to come back in 2019, uh, the role that they described matched perfectly with this personal mission statement uh, that the Lord had had used this mentor in my life to help me craft that and then provide an opportunity for me to be able to live that out, hopefully uh, in a way that honors him. So just as an aside, have you learned how to say no? <laughs> I'm getting better <laughs> at saying no. Um, I would say this. The personal mission statement has helped me to be able to say no and helped me to feel better about the things I say yes to. <laughs> Well, as you learn, teach me, because I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Caleb is helping us behind the scenes today. Caleb, let's uh, let's make note. Maybe we need to do a podcast on how do we say no. We just have to figure out who the right guest is, because I don't know anybody that says no very well. Dr. Landers, tell us how you arrived here at, at Southeastern. 
Yeah. So I, uh, prior to coming here, I came at the beginning of the year, 2023, right in January. And prior to that, I've been, I was a teaching pastor at a church in the North Dallas area. And so I had the privilege of serving on staff there in a variety of capacities, you know, discipleship realm, which again, talk about saying no, um, you just assume a lot in that role as well. Um, but um, so really my heart uh, during that process of being a teaching pastor was always to help bridge the gap between the local church and the seminary. So while serving in that role, I also had the chance to start what was called the, the Cottonwood Creek Ministry Academy, to kind of, uh, which again, it offered seminary level credit there in the context of the local church, but also a bunch of lay people were able to take the, take the course credit as well. And so it's through that process, um, you know, I, the Lord just solidified this desire to really say, how can we train and equip here in the context of the local church? And so um, coming out of that context, uh, actually, it was Chris, of all people, uh, last summer, he he called me and said, hey, what would it be like if you came to Southeastern? And uh, just really after praying through it and and the Lord just made it abundantly clear uh, that this was our next step as a family. And so able to come on in the distance learning capacity, basically any modality outside of residential kind of fits in our world. Online, hybrid, uh, eight-week courses, interactive online, live courses, all of those. And then here recently also get to assume the equip network, uh, which is all of our practicums. And so in some ways, it's kind of like another modality that we're able to bring into how do we offer courses here at Southeastern. You mentioned the connection between the local church and the and the seminary, hmm. which is really where my heart is too. I know it's it's Chris's heart too. What do you see as that connection? How should we relate to local churches, to our pastors who are listening to us today? How might we relate to their congregations? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And, and the way I see it is. In some ways, you have to ask the question, well, what's the purpose of the seminary, right? Like, what is our purpose as an institution? And our goal is never to replace the local church, right? The local congregation in every single context is vital um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, part of it is evangelistic, but also part of it is also discipleship, training, equipping, uh, going, church planting, all of that. And so I would say that the intersection really lies, even though Southeastern, uh, we sit in a position where... Um, Maybe we're not the local church. We want to come alongside and serve the local church as best as we possibly can. And so this is really where I, I try and say we want the local church to do really uh, what they're really good at uh, and the shepherding and and the ministry aspect, that they, the, the experience that they have there. But we also, Southeastern, we can bring things like Greek and Hebrew. We can bring things like New Testament, Old Testament, theology. And I think when, when the seminary and the church are really working together well, I think that is truly how we begin to equip the next generation of church leaders. That's good. Chris, I know you love partnerships between the churches and the seminary. Talk to us about the kinds of partnerships that we are developing. Sure. We uh, have a variety of different partnerships. So anything from when a pastor has one student that wants to do a mentor and internship, that's, that is our most popular equipped course that we do. But also what we have, and we're in conversations about this on a weekly basis. We have one tomorrow, um, which is about establishing residency programs, internships, things like that. Even a small church that thinks that they can't do it, we work alongside them and show them how they can. Uh, so the Equip uh, Network existed. I mean, it was, it was created over 10 years ago. And uh, the whole, that we call it Equip, but the full name is the Equip Network. And we really want to, in this next kind of life of Equip, want to focus on the network piece of it, which means coming along and providing resources for people 
things like um, of how to create a, a residency program, internships, things like that. But what we can do is also come alongside, offer encouragement, get them in touch with other churches that are doing this so they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, time is precious. And, um, and so we want to make sure that we can minimize that and they can learn from others. So pastors are learning from other pastors. So we see an opportunity for us to really play a connections role in helping them and starting to build out the network so it means something to be a part of the network. It doesn't cost anything to be a part of the network, but we want to make sure that we are in a network where we can start encouraging others, putting people in contact with other people so that they can see models that they may take one piece, they may take two pieces. When I first met, or actually not first met, but when Bo and I first started talking about kind of church-based theological education, but you were going around to all these different churches and doing your own research and so and 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 even traveling and right. going and seeing in person and so what we can do is we can make that happen in a much faster way in a way that we we hope that will help them to be something sustainable we always tell churches as they come and partner with us is don't try to create the final product in your first year hmm. just take just take one step forward and that's what we're here for. We're here to help you take one step forward to think about what does it look like to start developing leaders in your own context. The first church I pastored had 19 people in it the first Sunday, all of whom I think were related to each other. Uh, it's a fascinating context. Are you, are you telling me that uh, if I were pastoring that church today that somehow we could connect with Southeastern and even that size church? You could help us? Absolutely. So uh, there's one church. Um, I won't say the name. Uh, the pastor reached out to me and said, I want to be a part of this. I don't even have anyone in my congregation uh, that's currently called to ministry. And I said, so that what, what you are at this point is a prayer partner. We're going to actually mm -hmm. pray with you uh, for God to raise up somebody from your congregation. And the Lord did it. And so he called me back less than a year later. It was about six months later. And he said, I've got the guy. And so, uh, and so we started walking through the process, and that's exciting for us. I mean, that this is to us, this is something that's fulfilling. But the other thing is, is I have people all the time come and talk to me, and they say, "Well, I'm I'm not the senior pastor. Can I still do this?" Absolutely, you can do this. And so, one um, student pastor came, and they said, "Am I able to start doing something with Equips to start developing leaders and create a leadership pipeline?" And I was like, "Of course, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you to put those systems and process processes in place so that you can start developing leaders. In fact, you should be uh, doing that in your student ministry. And we love to come alongside, encourage, help, and provide some examples and make connections as well." Bo, let's back up. Both of you have talked about Equip. Tell us what Equip is. Yeah. How does it work? No. So it is, again, if you think of it as a modality, and what I mean by modality, it's just a way to take courses. That is kind of what Equip does. It is a, it's the practicum version of a, of about 12 different courses that we have. And so they're ministry related courses. Uh, so you got something like personal discipleship and disciple making. You have um, things like Christian leadership. These courses that are uh, we you would want someone in a kind of church context or in a context where they're actually uh, working out the the content that's happening there. Um, and so that's that's really so it's it's, it's a modality uh, is more than anything else. But then, as Chris just mentioned, it's also a network. And so what we're trying to do is say, uh, whether you have one student or multiple students, how are you training and equipping there in your context? So mentored internship, as Chris mentioned, is kind of it's one of the lowest um, like you need a master's degree to oversee uh, someone 
through the mentored internship process um, and have ministry experience, right? Well, there's many who are listening to this podcast, many in the church, not even, right? You don't have to be a senior pastor. You've walked through that theological education. And so the mentored internship, it's a three-hour course that's part of their degree program to where they're getting credit for the ministry that they're already doing. And then we have more formalized versions and, and formal courses um, that that we can come alongside of you. There's syllabi that are there. That, but ultimately, what we're trying to do is match someone's calling to their context. And I steal that from Chris. That's his language. I just want to be <laughs> as clear. You can trademark that later, buddy. Uh, but uh, but when thinking through that, that's really what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to say, okay, if you're going to do Bible Expo one, for instance, as one of our equipped courses, well, that's learning how to uh, how to begin sermon prepping and working through that process. And you have a student pastor there who you want to kind of oversee and shepherd through that course. Well, he's already teaching, right? Some of those, uh, he's going to be teaching those students. So how does Bible Expo 1 then fit into that context, right? How does Bible Expo 1, he's working through a sermon, you know, series, an eight-week series with his students, use that as the platform for the Expo 1 assignments and, and things like that. And so really the, the goal is integration for if these people are already serving in ministry, how can they get credit for that? And how can Southeastern enhance that to where it truly becomes a good partnership? Let me make sure I'm clear. The student takes these courses in the local church. That's right. Yes. And that could be anywhere in the country. Yes. You said that a lot simpler than I did. Um, no, no, no. That's good. No, that's good. That's that's what I want us to hear is you're talking about folks doing ministry, serving with a pastor, a leader that's actually overseeing the course. That's right. Yes. And so the pastor, the the minister, whoever's overseeing those courses, um, they get to in, they, I mean, it's their it's their course in many ways. And they run in conjunction with they get uh, lecture content for the particular course uh, that student will. Uh, so, for instance, like Christian leadership, they'll have a bank of resources that they have. They'll have a suggested number of books that they have. They'll suggest a number of uh, like writing assignments as well. But really, that is in partnership with that church to where they have a minister or pastor overseeing those courses, working through the content and material. They're the ones who are grading. And then our office follows up and, and we're able to provide resources. We also get the grades from them. And so it's really a way to take a course with the minister or pastor that's there. The person overseeing this, is he creating the course from scratch? Uh, no. So um, these courses have already been created. We actually just left a meeting where we are working through the course creation process uh, to enhance those courses. And so they'll, you'll, we'll set you up for success. And what's great about it is some folks that we have uh, come on and they want to own the entire course. Like they want to create all the lectures. They want to do all of the assignments. Uh, they're just like, and so we, we kind of work with them through their syllabus. Some folks are like, I can sit with these guys, you know, for like an hour a week, but they're going to need some supplementary material. That's exactly the way it's designed. Uh, I completely understand being a pastor. It's it's hard enough to get around your normal responsibilities many ways. Right. Because you have to uh, you have so many different responsibilities and everything that you have uh, going on, much less tr than try and say, well, now I've got to go create a Christian leadership course or something like that. That's not uh, it can be what equipped is right depending on your background and what you have and what you're able to bring to the table but it doesn't have to be and that's really where we can come alongside of the the local church the qualifications again for someone overseeing a course Yep. So mentored internship is a uh, master's degree uh, and ministry experience that's kind of what we say that is the most 
uh, caterable. I don't know if that's an actual word, but we're going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that you can cater that to uh, a lot of different contexts. When you start getting into the other ones, that does require a terminal degree, a terminal degree being a THM, EDD, PhD, or DMIN in those cor- uh, in those courses in ministry experience. But then we can walk alongside and, and show you how to do them. But even then, if you don't have one of those terminal degrees, and this is kind of what Chris was alluding to, um, we have plenty of other ways that we can begin partnering with you through this is why distance learning and equip are together, right? This is why we have our online courses, our hybrid courses, all of those kinds of things to where you can maybe even develop a cohort and you might not have the credentials as a pastor, but maybe you're walking alongside of a student uh, who is taking an Old Testament class and you get to encourage them in that way. Uh, there's, There's so many other ways we can also partner. Here at Southeastern, we know that our global Great Commission impact is only made possible by faithful ministry partners and supporters like you who share our vision for equipping students to make disciples through the local church and around the world. On Giving Tuesday, November 28th, we invite you to join us by giving to support our Great Commission efforts. To give now or to learn more about how your giving can have an eternal Great Commission impact, visit sebts.edu give. Chris, again, I know this is your heart. Tell us, tell us why this excites you. It excites me because uh, we have seen there's several different factors that reason why this has become a popular option. One is because uh, we have more uh, people with advanced degrees in ministry than we've ever had in history, uh, whether that be a DMIN, EDD, PhD. Um, and so there's only a few different teaching options. And um, so why equip and coming alongside and offering, let's say, Bible exposition in a church, that's exciting. Just to, all you need is one student. So it's not like you have to have 10 students or 15 students or you're becoming an extension. That's not what this is. This is you have one student that you are intentionally investing in. The great part about this is what we encourage, and Bo modeled this at Cottonwood Creek, is that the fact of let that be a blessing for the entire church. Um, let the integrate what you're doing with uh, small group leader training so that it's not one student that's taking the course. You're inviting other people into this. And so wouldn't it be incredible if you had all your small group leaders had been through Bible Exposition 1, interpreting Scripture and knowing how to do that. And so what we say is build that out. They can join the church. We're not asking tuition from them. We want this to be a blessing to their church. So what we see that it is equipped is a leadership development opportunity. And I love it because it does match a person's calling and, and contacts. And when I think about even when I first, my first class at Southeastern was an online class. And I, I loved it. Um, it was incredible. It was a great experience for me. And then we moved here to campus. And I'm for all modalities. I, if you can come mm-hmm. to campus, I want you to come to campus. That's great. Uh, if you are a distance learning student, that is awesome. That's amazing. And what we're seeing is with our hybrid students, in fact, a recent poll that we, our survey that we did, over 80% of the students were already in ministry. Uh, so it wasn't, and so we even have to make sure that we're careful that we're not saying when you prepare for ministry one day, because we've got a lot of people that are in ministry and they need something for Monday morning. Equip is unique in the sense that it is something that is contextualized, where a person can actually learn and in, in, in a structured way help them to work some of these uh, ministry-based classes like discipleship and disciple-making, Bible exposition. And we feel like that is good for the entire church. We want to invite them on it. We have one church. We had uh, around 70 people that were in the class. Two people were taking it for credit. Mm. And that's a win. 
That's success for us. And so when I go back to my own personal mission statement, right, like this is what we do is we come alongside and we uh, we equip global leaders and learners who help others know, believe, and rest in the gospel. And equip is just one of the ways we do it. Distance learning is another way um, that, that come along. And then we have certificates as well. Bo, tell us about distance learning in general. What are the different possibilities for our listeners to take classes with us? Yep. So, and as Chris said, right, they're uh, offering residential through all different kinds of modalities. Uh, we want to train and equip you. And so what distance learning provides is accessible education with that, without any kind of compromise, right? So we have our online courses. Uh, those are going to run like a traditional semester uh, and, and would be probably what you would expect from an online course. You have lectures, you're interacting with the faculty member. Um, and another one is what we call our online eight-week courses. Those are accelerated courses. Uh, they're a little bit different because they're on a condensed timetable. And um, but uh, if, for instance, I'm working with a church right now, working through Old Testament one and Old Testament two, all in the fall semester. And so they're doing an eight-week OT one, uh, an eight-week OT two. And so when they walk out of the fall semester. They have all of their Old Testament credit. Um, and so with an eight-week course, it's accelerated. But by hyper-focusing in, they're getting, they're, they just get to spend their entire semester in the Old Testament. Um, we have hybrid courses. Hybrid courses are kind of my favorite model uh, because they take the best of our online courses. And you also get to come up on campus for a, uh, for a weekend. And so you'd spend Friday afternoon uh, and evening through Saturday. And you get to spend uh, just time interacting with students and that faculty member who's over the course. But it also is, you know, just like an online course where you have the on-demand pieces. We have other modalities like live courses for certain courses where you would, uh, it's like synchronous online, interactive online. Sometimes that's how our our um, our languages work that way really well, where you're taking Greek, you'd watch some lectures online, but then maybe for only like an hour a week, you'd sit with the professor, just knowing how complex languages are. Um, I think complex might even be nice, right? Just uh, sometimes it's hard, right? But you're able to work with them. So I'll say this about distance learning. We try and get as creative as possible. Um, while also still making sure not just covering the material that's needed, but really trying to create those as good learning environments. For the hybrid courses, how often are students on our campus? Yeah, so this this semester we have uh, we have uh, seven hybrid weekends um, this semester. So each course uh, comes comes up. So you would you would come from one time during the semester. Okay. If you took the course, and then we have different offerings uh, throughout the semester. So but I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really my question. Yeah. Is a student comes that's right. here just one weekend out of the semester, but in that one weekend, how many hours is the student with? professor and other colleagues? Yeah, so it's 18 hours. So they would okay. come Friday at noon through Friday at 9 p.m. Uh, usually a lot of them, uh, like I think Chris is taking his to Torchy's Tacos, as w right. which is opening up in Wake Forest. That's what's happening. <laughs> He's already logged it. It's uh, here in a couple of weeks. I was texting him yesterday about it. A little jealous. But then uh, then, then on Saturday, you come in 8 to 5. And so, again, but that, that you know, joking about the, uh, the, the dinner opportunity, but like that's what you get to do in a hybrid uh, that sometimes there may be, you know, it's a lot harder in an online context. And we've worked hard to make that weekend really good for our students. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, so this semester, even we've been partnering with like student life to create like a welcome table, like as students are coming on campus, having a little swag out there uh, for, for folks to have, we have sponsors for the weekend to where you can get a free lunch on Saturday uh, from some of the guys who are partnering with us. And so maybe you're listening to this, you're already partnering with us and you want to sponsor a hybrid weekend, like, come on. There and you and uh, uh, that was a shameless plug, but um, <laughs> also like do it. And so 
we try our best to create during the you know a short amount of time the a, a really solid student life experience in addition to a learning opportunity. And I'll tell you what this this is the one thing that would drive me back to the pastorate. I, I pastored 14 years. I loved pastoring. But what excites me about this is I could be pastoring a church and have some students that I get to invest in. I get to help train them do ministry. They can take online courses that I can help walk alongside them, or they can do some online stuff and come to this campus, spend a weekend with great professors, come back and do ministry with me. That's, that's, that's exciting to me. And I'm sure there are other pastors listening to us that mm. you may or may not have known that, that this is a possibility, but we want you to know about it because we believe in it. Mm-hmm. Chris, what would you add? Anything else about distance learning or partnerships or equip? Yeah, one just small win, uh, and this is um, really to uh, Bo's credit, is we had a, for first-time hybrid students, had a scholarship uh, that our financial aid office worked with us uh, to offset some of the cost of even traveling here. If you've never been to a hybrid weekend here on campus, uh, to offset. And we had a goal of, was it 40 students that we had? And we actually went over the goal and just wanted to celebrate that. That was a lot of hard work that we put into it in our financial aid office. And so just so that people could get a taste of what a hybrid weekend is really like. But I would say this regarding Equip is sometimes that what we encounter a lot of times is we have so many different options mm-hmm. uh, that it, sometimes it's overwhelming. And so the best place to start is with a conversation with us, uh, just to reach out and have a conversation. We love this. We do it all the time. Uh, it will probably be a Zoom call. Um, and so and the, where, where we start is we start by listening. We want to hear your vision. What does the Lord uh, put on your heart regarding leadership development? And then what we do is we tell you, we try to come along and say, here's what's possible. That's right. But we always start with, with your vision for that. And, what, and we start out this, what, what's best case scenario? If tomorrow all of a sudden you woke up and you said, man, this was this is a dream of mine to be able to do it. Let's talk about it and see if we can't create a pathway towards that goal. Yeah. And and I'll add, and I'm more of an analogy guy. So in saying all of that in, an, in a way that makes sense in my weird brain. But I picture the church almost like you guys can build whatever car you want to build. Let Southeastern be the engine. Right. When it comes to theological education, when it truly comes to equipping, I really think that it, we can figure out how to connect your vehicle. Right. We have so many different churches doing so many different things. We can figure out how to connect you to what we have going on. And so, as Chris said, if we can hear your vision for that, whether it's just one course, whether it's a cohort of 15 students, whether it's I mean, just anything in between, whether it's even Chris mentioned certificates like we have a whole other side of like go certificates is what we call them, which are non-accredited. Uh, but they can train your your uh, congregants who aren't looking at a master's degree or something like that. Uh, we have that entire option as well. Whatever it is, whatever's your vision, we can figure out how to connect to your, your vehicle to keep the analogy. But we that's what we want to do. And that's what our heart is. And so in all honesty, this is just one of those that it can be overwhelming. But everything from one course to entire two-year course sequences where somebody is going to be a resident with you and walk out with a master's degree from Southeastern, that's our heart. Um, because we truly believe in theological education and how we can partner with the local church. Certificate courses are online also? Yeah, they're all online. And these this is where, and this is, uh, again, this is one of the 10 offices that Chris has assumed here recently. <laughs> uh, but it's all part of that vision, right? It's all part of catching that. And so, um, yes, they are all online. And even as we think through how they intersect with what Equip is doing um, to where you could have somebody 
while taking actual like graduate level credit for Southeastern, what if you could also have an entire layperson track who they're not looking at master's, you know, master's degrees, but they want to get trained. Um, that's, that's the purpose of Go Certificates. Their lectures online, their entire certificates, we can customize an entire certificate with some integrated with what you already, maybe you got a leadership development thing. We can do a lot of neat things with that Go Certificate. Yeah, one of the most exciting things, we have a church right now, 79 people are going through a Go Certificate in church-based counseling. And that's mm. just exciting that these are these are people they're not looking for a degree. Uh, they're just looking for the training. And so the church has the vision for this and come outside. So we can do cohorts of, of groups within the church. It can be one student, it can be 10, it can be 79. Um, and we love to do that. That's one of our favorite things. And so, but all of it starts with the conversation <laughs> and just wanting to know how that church, what, what the vision that the Lord has put on their heart, their life. Uh, and the, how we can come alongside and serve. Uh, it's amazing, so certainly with what's being offered through the Pastor Center. We love this. We love the connection that's there. We love that we can work together to be able to care for churches and pastors really well. And we really want to build that between our offices. As you know, you're here today doing this podcast because we really want to connect in ways that uh, are new in some ways. So I'm a pastor listening. You've piqued my interest. You want me to have a conversation how do I do that? Well, you can uh, contact us. You can contact the Equip office. You can go to our website. Even if you just go to a Google search and you type Equip Network at Southeastern, you can get to our website. You can email Distance Learning as well at distancelearning at sebts.edu uh, and find the Distance Learning office and be able to get in touch with us that way. Again, the website is, is one of the easiest ways uh, to get in touch with us. Uh, if you want to speak to us directly, just mention our names as you reach out, and we will find a way to be able to connect with you. Uh, we love to do it. We do it all the time. Uh, we're doing it this week. We'll be doing it next week. And so um, this is this is really exciting. I always say this. Um, in fact, my wife even knows this. She's like, who did you talk to today? I know you had a good day. And it's because we've met with the church and be able to help them to be able to serve and, uh, and to create a, a leadership development process for them. Names again, Chris Thompson and Bo Landers, if you want to call in and talk with one of these guys. Guys, thank you for this great conversation today. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a real joy and honor. Yeah. And I do look forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do just from folks listening to this and our connecting again with, with local churches. And I want to thank you too, listener, for joining us for another episode of Pastor Matters. If you found this conversation helpful, consider leaving us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear any feedback you'd be willing to give us. And as always, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain.